everyone talking about? Yo, yo, what's the deal? We've got you covered. As we belly up. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Do you think Pat McAfee's untouchable? Uh... I don't think anybody's untouchable. He's the biggest star at ESPN, along with three many other people. By a long shot. Kirk Herbstreet, yeah. uh, Stephen, A. Stephen A., McAfee, Mina Kimes, maybe. Laura. But, yeah, no, there's no, those a big three. three. That's okay, it. so should we just go through the story? Just explain it. All right, so real quick, uh, Aaron Rodgers is on every week. Gets paid a lot of money by McAfee to come on. He doesn't care, Aaron Rodgers. Great interview because he'll say anything on that show. He's an anti-vaxxer. He was a... Uh, outspoken about political stuff at times. He also went and did the Hiawasa thing, whatever. He decides to take a shot about the Jeffrey Epstein filings that are going to come out and say, I'm going to celebrate, basically talking about a bunch of liberals that are going to get exposed, like happened yesterday. And then he throws in, like, Jimmy Kimmel, or, or alludes to Jimmy Kimmel being on the Epstein dossier, right? Well, Jimmy Kimmel happens to be the biggest star at ABC, having hosted their late-night show for how many years? Owned by Disney, ABC, ESPN. Oh, hosting Oscars, hosting Golden. Like, yes. he is the number Jimmy one guy. Jimmy Kimmel fires back and says, I will sue your ass But to I Aaron like how Rogers. he did Dear A-Hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and says, I'll sue you. You're putting my family in danger. Never met Jeffrey Epstein. I've been yeah. on his plane. I have no idea why you're putting it out there. No question, Bob Iger at Disney probably had to deal with it. And then this is McAfee trying to kind of apologize. We obviously don't like the fact that we're associated with anything negative ever. We like our show to be an uplifting one, a happy one, a fun mm-hmm. one, but it's because we talk and try to make light of everything. Mm-hmm. Some things, obviously, people get very off about, especially when they're that serious allegations. So we apologize for being a part of it. Can't wait to hear what Aaron has to say about it. Hopefully those two will just be able to settle this. Okay, that's the apology. There's four minutes before that. Where he tells you... He uh, goes dancing throughout, yes. He, he's like, hey, listen, you got to understand, we don't have show uh, right. uh, We don't have show outlines. We don't have topics. We don't lay out that. We just do stream of consciousness. We're just throwing stuff out there. That's what makes us special. We just keep, like, bouncing things around. And, you know, when you bounce things around, you're busting chops and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know, when you're busting chops, you bring up a married dude with two kids and a wife being at Jeffrey Epstein's island? Is that, you know, a guy that you already have a rivalry with? Like, there's no question. So you think they went to him? They went to Pat McAfee and said, here's how this is going to go. No question that they said, fix Mm -hmm. this. I agree. Do something. It's your guest, Aaron Rodgers. The only thing that says McAfee, he's not the one that said it, right? If Pat McAfee had said it, I don't know what they do. Suspend him, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, obviously, is people got in touch with not only lawyers, but ABC and Disney saying, like, we're not afraid to sue right here. I don't know if he has grounds for it, but it was messy. It was a terrible apology until there. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel aren't just going to kick it around after that. No one's kicking anything Nobody's around kicking with each around. other. Let me anyway. tell you how that's not going to go. Um, I wanted to bring up Dry January again and the numbers restaurant-wise, because I hear you are into the food scene. They say the restaurant attendance and when you're even at a restaurant, it's down nearly 20%. Yeah, nothing more difficult for a restaurant if you don't have a good bar service, you don't sell alcohol. That's where all the margins are. That $15 martini, that $11 vodka tonic, that beer for $4.75, the margins are phenomenal. Food's expensive. Protein's expensive. Alcohol is not necessarily. 
and then you're getting hit on top of it by folks doing something crazy, like not drinking in January, my <laughs> word, right? I can totally see how that would hurt restaurants. It so. does hurt. And it. you know Bo's worked in managed restaurants, yeah. man. That's like, right? You need your alcoholics to drink heavier in January. The most profitable item on the menu. No doubt. Is that glass of Tito's. It, which is why if you run a restaurant and you have slow bartenders, there's nothing worse. Because that's where your money is. Couldn't agree more. Rory McIlroy, so good, you guys, yesterday. He was on his uh, the podcast Stick to Football, which is a lot of soccer talk. But he's on there, and he they were really at, at length about Liv. And, you know, he came out first against it. Crashed harsh. it hard. And, y'all, I love it when they can say I probably should have done things different. Yeah, I think at this point it's like I'm not I, – I was maybe a little um, – I was probably judgmental of the guys that went at the start. And I think that was a bit of a mistake on my part because I now realize not everyone's in my position or in Tiger's position. And, you know, you, you get this offer and it's, you know, what do you do? It's, you know, we're all, we all turn professional to, to make a living playing the sports that we do. And um, I think that's what I realized over the last two years. I can't judge people for making that decision. And um, so if I regret anything, it was probably being too judgmental at, love the, it. at the start. I love it. Totally uh, agree. I still hit lip. Yeah. It, <laughs> why, why is it so hard for people to just say, I jumped the gun? Jumped the gun. Or, or in our business or any business, hey, I've rethought things. Somebody brought something to my attention. Right. I don't I was have a crystal ball. I was a little emotional at the time, right? As we get older, me and you both realize, like, sometimes just say, like, you know what? I was not my best self. I judged people Absolutely. things too quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was interesting to hear. I love it. Headline, I'm just reading it, Front Office Sports. Tom Brady is set for the TV debut this fall. What's all the talk about? As Greg Olson's future with the network is unclear, Tom Brady yesterday on his Let's Go podcast, when I tell you long and winding about his goals and his way and all that, which we've heard a lot of, but he just turned a little detour into the broadcast career. I got a big broadcasting job that's going to start in September. I'm working hard, you know, I'm already working hard on trying to, you know, make sure I'm ready for that opportunity, ready for that. And I'm prepared mentally and emotionally for that challenge because it is a challenge. It's something that's new. It's outside of my comfort zone. And, you know, I'm excited to get out there and try something and see how I do. But it's it's got to be about what my preparation is and what my work ethic is. And, and, I, and hopefully a lot of the things that I've done in my career have prepared me for that. I'll just say this. Obviously, he's in my algorithm of Instagram and whatnot. Watch him. Tom talk. Brady? Yeah. Yeah, you, you know that? This is, He's, wow. We have a breaking news Watch center. him. This is really something. Watch him tell stories about the NFL. <laughs> Saw one yesterday about Adonamic and Sue. When he said he had been disrespected on the field, he said, I used to go to Adonamic and Sue, and way to go, buddy, you know this. And Adonamic and Sue said, I'm not your effing friend. Get away from me. My point is... He's got a lot of stories to tell passionately. Yeah. Haters like you who try to say, how's he going to be in the broadcast booth? He's going to be great because that's what he does. He talks football. From Boston. That is weird he's that gonna he's be in great. your algorithm. That is really He's going to be great. That's great. Yeah. Speaking of great. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, it, I, no, I want to hear. Speaking I want, of great, quick. I don't know if we have time for this, but I really want you guys to go watch this. This young man, and I don't have it in front of me, shame on me, did a college football bowl season to one shining moment. In other words, highlights. It is so good. I'm going to retweet it now. But it is a thing of beauty. And when you kind of poo-poo, there's too many bowl games. When you look at the moments for these kids and the parents and the highlights, I think you will enjoy it.
So at Sports Standard. I, I am a sucker for one shiny moment. You're going to love it. You're going to get the bumps of the chill. I can't get enough of it. Love it. Can't get enough of it. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm the guy that sits up till 1227 a.m. Yeah. yeah. Till Jim Nance signs off and this thing kicks in. I mean, best it's, thing best thing I was at the Final Four. And in the hotel room, they were running it on loop, loop. every Aww. year for 40 yeah. years. Yeah. I never left my room. You're going to love this. That okay. and Tom Brady algorithm, I mean, Instagrams. I, gotta, I, gotta see I didn't leave my room algorithm. for two days. Woo. Yeah, no, I'd like to hear Rich Gannon talk football. You, you, that's great. You oh. know what? I love Greg Olson, so the truth is I wonder what they're going to do with him. And I kind of tend to agree with you. Somebody's going to snatch him away. Well, what's his contract, right? It's up this year. He's literally oh, calling the playoffs, and that's it. Wow. Yeah. That's what this whole article's about. All right, we're running late. We're going to go. Oh, I it's blame us. myself.